What I do is inconsequential. Why I do what I do is I get to shorten people's journeys every day. What I love about our hospitality industry is that it's our mission to make people feel cared for while on their journeys. Together, we'll explore what hospitality means in the built environment, in business, and in our daily lives. I'm Dan Ryan, and this is Defining Hospitality. Hello and welcome everyone. I can't believe that one year has passed since we started this podcast. All of us here at Defining Hospitality are humbled by the continued growth of our listeners, the engagement, and also the positive feedback we've received from so many of you from all over the world. When I embarked on this podcast journey, I wanted to tell stories of what, by all measures, is an envious industry to be in. I mean, who doesn't love travel, design, new life experiences, and feeling cared for? I guess one of the biggest takeaways that I've learned from this mode of communication is that I had to become a much better listener. I also must say that active listening for so long is really exhausting, but yet strangely extremely fulfilling. I walk away from each conversation completely energized. And I think that also taps into what makes our industry so special. To really put others first, we must excel at open-hearted listening. I've learned this from almost every conversation, and it keeps evolving with each new conversation. To celebrate this anniversary, we've taken impactful excerpts from five of our most popular conversations over the past year. What I find super interesting is that two of them are from among the very first conversations we had. No doubt, this is the excitement of something new, and they've also had the most time to run. But there's also two really recent conversations, which... I think are a testament to our continued growth. I've not done a summary before, but another super cool thing about this medium is that there are no rules in podcasts. So here we go. The first conversation I'll share is a recent conversation with Kristen Connery, who's Senior Vice President of Global Design at Marriott. Not only did we learn about her journey from selling t-shirts at a shop near Rickley Field in Chicago, to leading a global design team from Marriott's new global headquarters, which also I was lucky enough to get a tour of about two weeks ago. Our conversation was also chock full of silver linings that through a global pandemic and into a new headquarters has set up Marriott into its next phase of delivering hospitality to the globe. These next few years will be very interesting as we get back into the swing of things with renovations. And I think with all of this, they always kind of try to find the silver lining in these really challenging and kind of devastating experiences that we've had, but there are silver linings. And I think one of them, as it relates to design and the constraints that we're under, and as designers and architects, we kind of thrive with constraints. It's almost like if you take away all the boundaries, you become, it's almost you're floating and it's kind of hard. And so when you're given these constraints, What I think it's forced us to do and to do with our owners is to really think critically about what does matter for each of these brands. So if we are looking to create that incredible, unique, differentiated experience, what is it that really matters and what has the most impact? We're going to rethink how we deliver our services, both from a design perspective and from a in-hotel experience perspective? How do you interact with people? What are the expectations that people have of, of, um, of meaningful interactions? What are those needs that we are designing for 
and and satisfying and from the select segment all the way through lifestyle and through luxury they're they're evolving so i am super excited about continuing on this kind of very data rich thoughtful responsive journey with a new level of rigor and discipline built into our DNA now. Our next is a recent conversation with Greg Keffer, who is partner at Rockwell Group, which is an award-winning 250-person interdisciplinary architecture and design firm in New York City, specializing in hospitality, culture, healthcare, education, product, and set design. Greg and I have met numerous times over the years, but this is by far the longest conversation I've ever had with him, and a memorable one to say the least. I really appreciated his calm, yet driven and clear demeanor, which I think is a testament to how he's helped build, lead, and inspire teams across the globe to execute some pretty incredible projects. What I learned from him is that from Indiana to New York City to Madrid, if you dream big enough, and you can communicate these visions effectively, anything is possible. To me, the true reason hospitality exists is to bring people back together. And I think um, we need spaces and places and something that, that is a common bond between people. And I think that's, that's to me, what's exciting about the world we are able to practice in. Because um, we're bringing, we're uniting people, you know, and hopefully, mm maybe bringing some people back together that have been torn apart by all this craziness. I think the first thing is um, we want to kind of understand who are we designing it for, right? And, mm -hmm. and um, what is ultimately, what do they need? Um, what do they desire? What do they feel? Um, and, and sort of have empathy for, for that in, in some ways to, to um, you know, kind of how do you create a space that supports um, what's going to excite them the most? Um, Every project is different. You know, we always also do a lot of research up front. Um, we, uh, every project we have is narrative driven. So we really like to do the research up front and build a story. And from that story, start to, to articulate the design. Um, so I think, I think, you know, it's, it's ultimately, it's about them. And um, every project we do looks different. And that's uh, the reason for that is that we don't have a set style. We don't, you know, it's really reflective of the need of that project and the, and the users of that project. When I asked Bashar Wali if he'd be a guest on our fledgling podcast, I didn't even finish the sentence. He cut me off and said, tell me where and when, and I'm here for you. Now that is Bashar in a nutshell. He's there for me and countless others. I know I can always count on his rock solid support and the funny thing about our talk, it was an early talk, was that he had so much to say, and he was so passionate about it, I just had to step aside and let him go. I'm smiling ear to ear thinking about our talk right now. What I learned from him is that hotels, in a nutshell, are just a commodity. It's a box in a real estate sector, hopefully well-performing financial asset. And But what makes them special are the people inside and how they know the people that are entering and how they make them feel. Because ultimately, hospitality is about how you make others feel. His passion for hospitality is undeniable and infectious. And I cherish our friendship. 
It's a really interesting topic that's near and dear, and I get righteous on things that I strongly believe in. So forgive my righteousness and swearing along the way. Please swear. We, we, so so I, I'm going to give you a very long answer because it's really sort of the core of what we're talking about here. People often ask me what business I'm in, and the analogy I use again and again is the following. I say, I am in the theater business. And the example I use is I say, I could go to Times Square, buy the best piece of land, spend billions, literally billions, building the most beautiful theater on the planet, dripping with gold, platinum, hand-carved art, etc. you name it. Have a mediocre story and mediocre actors, and no one will care. The New York Times does not go to the theater to write about the building. They go to the theater to write about the play. So I say, I'll go 10 blocks off of Times Square, have a good enough building, and good enough means comfortable, cool when it needs to be cool, warm when it needs to be warm, and just checks all the boxes in terms of comfort. Focus all my energy, money, and effort on A, writing an incredible story, an authentic story, and I promise I won't say that word again, because it's the most overused word in history, an authentic story that has a reason for being. Hot, find, hire, train, and retain incredible talent. Design a set that's accretive to me telling my story, aka interior design, which by the way, could be made out of garbage cans and found objects, or gold and platinum, if the story necessitates that setup, and the world will be lined up around the corner. So this idea that people go to hotels for the building is such a big fallacy to me. Of course, the building has to be, again, comfortable, aesthetically pleasing. It has to be interesting, not just a box because not buy, we're not buying a commodity. So if you take that analogy and distill it down to a couple of words, people say we're in the service industry. And I often call foul on that because I say, look, I get my oil change. That, that, that service company is in the service industry. My dentist is in the service industry. Hoteliers deliver a service, which you could argue can be and is being delivered by robots. A robot can bring me a towel. A robot can check me in. But fundamentally, the difference between the service industry, which is what you deliver, versus the hospitality industry is the following. Hospitality is how you make people feel. The fourth episode is with longtime friend, former neighbor, and hospitality entrepreneur Dave Kaplan of Death & Company fame. You probably have one of his cocktail coffee table books in your home. And if you don't, you need to go to Amazon and get one. To me, the barman is the ultimate practitioner of hospitality, as they're also a bit of a psychologist with their patrons, especially on a slow night. And to be a good therapist, you need to be an amazing listener. I was also surprised to learn that based on his success fusing Death & Company with the boutique an independent Ramble Hotel in Denver, they've started a hospitality management company called Midnight Auteur. Who knew? And I know he will continue to go on to do great and amazing things. Hospitality for me and for our company is defined by creating moments of human connectivity, moments and stages for that human connectivity. For us, it really starts with our teams, our staff, our investors, forming a community and connectivity within those folks, within our worlds, and then extends out to our guests, fans, followers. Those are moments of hospitality. Those are our spheres of hospitality. And then uh, cascading that connectivity out into the community. For me, like tinkering is really 
uh, like Walt Disney had one of my favorite quotes and it's very long. And so I sort of paraphrase it, but essentially he said, um, he really fell in love with the parks, Walt Disneyland. Um, I would argue even more than, than his movies, um, because he could constantly, and he called it plussing, but he could constantly grow and refine or evolve that experience. And you get to work on it every day and over the course of years. And for something like Disneyland, for instance, you like they have these big, beautiful trees and landscaping, and those are just going to get better with year, years of time. Right. Um, but his, his quote was, uh, you know, essentially to the effect that, um, he didn't, he didn't like the finality of movies because once it was done, there were still so many improvements that you would want to make, but it's done, it's out there in the world. And for the most part, you never mess with it again. Um, with some exceptions from Spielberg and George Lucas going back and messing with their movies. But with the parks and with what we get to do within hospitality, we can constantly evolve and improve it, right? So um, that's what I mean by tinkering, like really constantly making it better and finding ways to improve it, um, which I think is just so much fun. Um, and then how do I define hospitality? We already touched on it a little bit, but I think um, hospitality uh, for me and for our company is defined by creating moments of human connectivity, moments and stages for those human, for that human connectivity. And again, that can be, um, you know, it doesn't need to be person to person for us. It really starts with, um, uh, our teams, our staff, our investors forming a community and connectivity within those folks, within our worlds, and then extends out to our guests, fans, followers, um, and it doesn't always have to be people in the room they can be, you know, fans or followers on Instagram, et cetera. Like, you know, that those are moments of hospitality. Lastly, and definitely not least is someone who I lovingly refer to as the great Khan, Alia Khan, VP of design for lifestyle brands at Marriott. I mean, really, I don't even really know where to begin. We've been friends through so many winters. In fact, sometime around the summer equinox, right around when the days start getting shorter, I always find a way to tease her that winter is coming. We've broken many a loaves of bread, shared many a martini, and her mom even carried a rug that I wanted to the States from Pakistan for me, which has been in my home for over a decade. And I think that rug is a wonderful metaphor to get me out of the way so you can stop listening to me and pretend like you're sitting on a comfy rug, drinking some tea, listening to a few of these excerpts that have risen to the top over the past year. Again, we are humbled that so many of you have engaged with our podcast over the past year, and we look forward to our continued growth with you. Thank you. One of my grandmothers, on one side of my family, she had a very big dining table. She didn't, however, have a big enough dining table for eight children and the parents that came with them. So she had this rug and we would literally, I'm not kidding, sit around that rug. We would go serve ourselves lunch and sit on the floor, cross-legged on that rug. I sort of see it like a metaphor for hospitality. It brings people together. It brings you together from all over. Sometimes you know the people, sometimes you don't. But it is literally this gathering spot. I always ask people to kind of take many steps back and talk about the types of imprint. I want to imprint your memory in a favorable way, your life experiences in a memorable way. I would like to be able to be a small part of giving you something that you're gonna reference back in your mind and you're gonna say, you know what? I want my children to be a part of this. I want my friend to be a part of this. And so for me, it transcends just the physicality. It's 
the environment, it's the experience, it's the memory. And all of those things I think come with love, attention to detail, caring, really wanting someone to love the part of the experience that you've spent time thinking about, you know, really kind of digging deep inside you, like what makes people happy? You know, when you get off a plane after, I don't know, 23 hours, what is it that they're gonna want? And how do we as travelers, experience makers, hosts, thinkers, find ways to deliver that in a way that it feels good? It might feel novel that people come back again and again. Um, you know, we've kind of gone down the path of my mother and I'm gonna continue on that for a second. Good. I consider her like the, the quintessential hospitality expert. She's not an interior designer. She does not have any technical qualifications to give her that title, but what she is as a human who cares. And you can ask any of my friends who know her, or anyone who has been to her house, she will always remember, oh, you know what? Dan likes tea. He doesn't drink coffee. Or, you know, so-and-so liked this chicken I made the last time I was they were here. Why don't I remake it? Or so-and-so doesn't like, you know, to sleep in a noisy room or doesn't like the air conditioning or whatever it may be. Now, these might appear like small things, but when you think about it, here's this person who actually cares about you and your well-being. And when you're in her world, she's going to do everything to make sure that you have the best possible time, that you're always comfortable, that you always feel loved because somebody cares about you. And it could be as simple as, you know what, doesn't like tea, only drinks coffee. And that's thoughtfulness, right? That comes from within. And I'm not kidding. She remembers this about everyone. And that's a wrap. So once again, if uh, this recording has helped change your perspective on hospitality and how to deliver it to others, or just made you think a little bit differently, please pass it on. Again, we're all word of mouth and our continued growth is not without your help. So I thank you, all of us at Defining Hospitality, thank you. Have a good one.